What's up, party people? This is the Dad Bod Rap Pod, where men of a certain age discuss the most pressing questions of our time. Who's hot? Who's washed? Is 90s rap the new classic rock? And all these philosophical debates you can find right here. Uh, my name is Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dem1, your resident struggle rapper and host of the program. To my left, we have... Avid record collector who says he's not into special herbs and spices by MF Doom, but has every reissue and every copy. <laughs> also a contributor to Notorious, Mr. Nate LeBlanc. How you doing? What's up, y'all? Um, happy to be here. Happy to be uh, just talking about rap music. Probably my favorite thing to do. Um, this time we record it, but this is pretty much the conversational flow anyway. So exactly, we're trying to monetize our everyday, uh, <laughs> our nerdistry, our everyday nerd rapping. Uh, to my right, we have hip hop journalists. You probably read his stuff in Wax Poetics, The Guardian, Double XL. It's the man, the Edgar Allan Poe of the flow, Mr. David Ma. How you doing? What's going on, Damon? Uh, really happy to be here again. Um, let's talk, dude. My my dad bot is in full effect. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So uh, today's show is focused on the 2017 albums of the year. You know, as all nerds do, we feel the need to list and categorize things at the end of a calendar year. So we're going to discuss our top three albums. Um, if the pre lead up to this conversation is any indication, could get messy, could get a little messy <laughs> up in the spot, some, some point of disagreement. So, but, but before we get into that, because I feel like in every kind of rap debate that you get into, um, people's context and criteria is so crucial to understanding what the hell they're talking about. Right? Like you could be talking to somebody about their top five and C's, which is kind of beat to death but without having some understanding of the criteria for how these things are selected right it's just like people just pulling names out of their asses so we're going to take a little bit of time not too much but we're going to take a little bit of time as we think about the best albums of 2017 what makes a great album in your opinion mr nate leblanc the most pressing issue for me these days if someone's going to go to the point of making an album which i don't even think is necessarily you need to anymore to be considered True. relevant. True What's that. a mixtape? What's an album? That's right. a whole nother debate. It cannot be too long. I have no time for your 19 tracks. I need Why something. Why are you going to... at more life already? <laughs> We're not even in the thing yet. All right. I, I really need uh, editing and for things to be concise and for okay. them to feel like one statement. So as you'll see with some of the albums that I selected, these are kind of on theme. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, just put out your songs. So that to me, that's very important these days. 100%. I don't know what happened to executive producers these days. I mean, yeah. you know, where are the Prince Pauls? Where are the automators saying 12 instead of 18? I mean, if Wu-Tang Forever was one disc, I mean, that'd be a classic. It, it would. And I can't wait till we have, have cut so on the program um, so we can argue vehemently about that. Um, <laughs> what, what else for you, Dave? What, what kind of what are you checking for? What kind of resonates with you and you go, oh, this is a dope album because of. I mean, besides on a sort of visceral, uh, personal level where, you know, I just like the song. Um, I think timeliness has a lot to do with it. You know, like we said, um, maybe when you do hear We the People by Tribe, it's going to make you think of Trump. It's going to make you think of SNL. It's going to make you think of these oh, so watershed it's, it's moments. Kinda, it's kind of when it comes out. I, th I believe so. I mean, when it comes to, I mean, nominations and time of year and stuff. 
capturing okay. its moment. Yeah. Yeah. Capturing the the 100%. The particular Does this zeitgeist. sound like 2017? If so, why? Right. Like 2017's right. a fucked up year. Right. Like, hey, y'all makes me think of a certain time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's a place in time. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. What about you, Damon? What do you think? Um, For me, a great album. Um, It's not about necessarily the the length or lack of length. Although, if you're going to do a bunch of songs, it should better be amazing. Yeah. Right. Um, It, it is, to Nate's point, kind of this um one statement. It's almost like, you know, when they cut a tree open and you could see the rings and shit and they can tell you when there was a rainstorm fucking right. 50 years ago. Right. I want an artist kind of a slice of a carbon dating of their career. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is where you, this is where said artist was at at this time. And the sure. thing that really pisses me off is when an artist either kind of repeats. Mm hmm. A statement with an album, like, dude, we heard you do this. Song. Right, yeah. right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we heard you do this. Right. That that's what gets me. I kind of, to me, the the album is kind of like the yearbook of of what said artist. That's a great way of putting was, it. Was was doing at sure. that time, and so um, I look for that. I also look for you know, just yeah, no fluff, no. Fl- I mean, we don't need it now. Yeah. I think in an era when you were trying to fill a tape up or something, right? Sure. That, right. That was something, right. but. I just feel like now we don't need fluff. We've already discussed, you know, in previous episodes that the skit is dead for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of kind of what goes into it for me. What makes a great album? We kind of touched on this a little bit. Besides maybe an album being too long, what are your just dead giveaways? Like I'm not. This is a non-starter for me. I'm not fucking with this album. Period. Automatic turnoffs. Too many albums in a year can be an issue for me. If mm. you want to take an artist like a mm. future. Okay. Mm. Or say a Mad Lib to put it on a different category. Mm-hmm, sure. They can't all be that good. I would no. much rather hear one album per year or Concise. one album per cycle from sure. an artist. Um, it's and it I don't know if all the five future records were good or not. I didn't really Do you listen like to them as Rolling albums. Snare. Do you like a snare? Because no, if you like that, yeah. then he's so, got 29 tracks. For I think they can't all be that good. Can someone please, like, and this is why you go to your hip-hop writers, your filters, your DJs, right. like, give me the best one. Just sure. let me let me get the best concise point of it. So I think if it's an album, have an album cycle. Do some interviews, do some videos. Um, I'm not. I'm just not of the mind of constantly releasing everything that's in your head and then letting right. the audience sort it out. I see why that model works for some sure, people. Sure. I'm an album dude. I'm a record collector. My whole basis is like a 45-minute album, so mm-hmm. I guess that's. I'm just showing my biases there. But um, I think it's important to make one statement and to, I think, for your kind of carbon dating thing, mm-hmm. um, can you have five rings a year? Yeah. Can they not be that good? I just I don't see how that could be good. You if you're just on the roll of your life, like little Wayne right, right. in the drought era, yeah. then you're on the roll yeah. of your life. Unless you're Rizza, you yeah. know. Rizza in the nineties. Yes. You know. A- Asterisk, we always have to I always have to point out in Wayne's run, you know, Drake wrote half of that shit. Is like, that true? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't know. He's that. not that good. Wayne? That guy was churning out super witty. Real G's moving silence like lasagna. Oh, come on. He never, he come on. That. That's, not, that's not Lil Wayne. Like, it really sounds yeah. like a Drake line now that you say yeah, it. I know. Wayne, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Not to ruin that. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, uh, uh, no, I, I can't listen to that song anymore. Yeah. We'll have to do an episode on the writer's room version oh, yeah. of hip hop. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm obsessed with, I'm I know with that. I know who ghost wrote that. That's right. my. Right. Oh, my, I, my I love that. I love that. I love that. For you, Mr. Ma, what is that thing? you know the non-starter for you when it comes to albums like i can't i absolutely can't i can't listen to your annoying voice 
So, I mean, so for me, like, kind of, I know, no, you know what I mean? So when we were talking about, um, in our last episodes about just production aesthetics and just the voice, I'm sorry, not production aesthetics, the aesthetics of just the person's voice. Right. You can have the best bars, you can have the greatest production, but if your voice is annoying, I literally cannot listen to it. And so, you know, the, the, the Uzi Verts, the, um, a lot of these other sort of like these, these young rappers who wear like punk rock jackets, I can't really get with your voice and your, just the aesthetic turns me off. I mean, okay, right away, and that's and that's fair. And sometimes I feel like, to your original point, Nate, that um, I don't know that some of these guys need an album. You know, I did one day. I was I sat around and I tried to listen to the 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 thirty nine future tracks he put out, um, and I go this particular thing. It's it's also my my uh, my knock on the the culture album by uh, Migos is. That thing you do is kind of cool, but not 18 times right, back to back. Right, sure, like, right. it's not, there's not enough variation. I'm like, I don't they, know where one song like starts. They don't seem like album artists to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of, in a nutshell, you can see kind of where we're coming from in terms of, of what works for us and an album and what doesn't. I just have to doesn't. throw this in while we're on that topic, though. A uh, friend of the program, Jeff Brummett, back in Culture by Migos, <laughs> said he kind of liked it. That's hilarious. If, if anyone in here listening shout out to Jeff knows Brumman. Jeff, this is a shocking turn of events. That is hilarious. He likes Guided really by is. Voices yeah. and okay. Culture by Migos. That's hilarious. Actually, his his album the year last year was uh, Beyonce's Lemonade. That's true. So that's he has more depth than yeah, you might think. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jeff and, and growth. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> damn. I'm I'm got a little bit floored by that. Yeah. Um, so so we're gonna we're gonna transition into. Our top three, and we're, we're just doing three, our top three albums of the year, um, some ground rules, no throwing of projectiles, um, <laughs> no name calling, no mama jokes. So you're going to break down your top three. Let's start obviously at three and, and move to one and kind of give us a little bit of background on, on each and then please hold your comments. <laughs> Till, till the end of the list, and then, you know, the other two people will tell you why your list is trash. <laughs> Mr. Nate LeBlanc, go in. Number three. Oh, first I want to give my little wild card non-hip-hop album of the year. I'm obsessed with this Toronto-based dream pop band called Always, but instead of a W, it's two Vs. Their album two years ago was my album of the year then. They're my non-rap album of the year this year. I just think they're brilliant and everyone should listen to them. Okay. Um, the song, the album was called, glancing at the record, I think it's called uh, Undertones. Okay. Uh, great record. Uh, my number three album of the year for 2017 is Milo, Who Told You to Think. Um, I'm a big, I have become through this album cycle, a big Milo fan. A booster almost. Yeah, a booster, I would say. I'm really Mm -hmm. trying to get people on board the Milo train. Um, he's kind of a nerd rapper who lived in LA, but now lives on an Island off of Maine. His, um, rhymes are full of literary illusions and internal kind of schemes. It's very nerdy, very dense, um, kind of underground, I would say Project Blowed influenced, almost based, right. uh, kind of uh, classic West Coast 
hip hop. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. I just I really enjoyed it. I really liked finding out who he was and uh, unpacking those dense rhymes. He has a song with Self Jupiter that's kind of this jazz rap track mm. that's mind blowing. If you mm-hmm. like lyrics and like I'm always a lyrics first person, the beats are not going to blow your mind. They're kind of canvases for him to go off on. I, I really enjoyed that record. And I'm enjoying learning about him a lot. There's a great uh, article on Vulture, kind of the full-length dive into his story, his uh, album, his record label, Ruby Yacht, and just his whole deal. That's highly recommended reading for anyone who's interested in this. Number two, No ID featuring Jay-Z. 444. <laughs> um, clearly a monumental recording for the Knowles-Carter partnership, a.k.a. marriage. Um, This is kind of the answer record to Lemonade. It's a um, soul-based music palette, kind of 90s boom-bap canvas. Jay-Z talks about his marriage problems and says things about the state of culture in America that are relevant and timely and brilliant. And um, even though he's lost three steps to use a sports metaphor he still has Mm. it when he wants to bring it Um, he's a compelling person it's billionaire rap it's uh, a billionaire who's about to lose half rap (laughs) it's it's complicated (laughs) I listened to it a lot when it came out I haven't revisited it a ton I think think it's moment was about when it came out and Mm. the the, the swell of interest in it was certainly um, had its tabloid aspects but also Mm. was just a good rap record Mm-hmm. Um, he's that he's an artist I admire and who I'm always going to listen to his new stuff and for something to stick it's been a while since something stuck right I want to say there's the last really good record is the black album yeah that's a long time ago that now that's a long time ago so the take your thoughts off the air on that but um <laughs> and then the album of the year for hip hop heads and when he puts out an album it's going to be my album of the year until proven otherwise is damn by Kendrick Lamar um for him to take the kind of jazz odyssey thing out of his system go back to rapping bring in the bars bring in just like such great storytelling and album structure the whole kind of merch and pop-up aspect of it was great um just great rhymes really like kind of straightforward rap record i loved it i listened to it a ton um i still listen to it backwards forwards what have you um great record um really pleased to see him kind of go in that direction and now who knows where he goes right what's right. what's next for kendrick right. like that's fascinating to me he's the best rapper alive so he yes. has to have the best rap album of the year 100 percent. okay okay Reaction. 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 We had four we had four 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 damn and, and Milo who told you to think. Who told you to think? <laughs> Quick reaction to the Milo is that for me, going back to what we mentioned earlier about the voice, he's a little too pencil neck for me. He sounds like he's shooting spitballs in the back of a classroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? But having said that, I mean lyrical t- content is amazing. That track with Self Jupiter sounds like a, you know, a, an old project blowed thing, you yeah. know? Um but that 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 would sort of be my only um, you know misgivings about that. Kind of kind of caveat. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't argue against Dam. I'm gonna try. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think Dam was a was a was a great. I love Kendrick's ability to follow up. Mm-hmm. And I and That's I great. keep and I keep yeah. going. You know, I didn't love To Pimp a Butterfly, and I wouldn't say I love Dam. I, I definitely love Joints off of it, but just like, dude, you just keep following up. Right. And right. it's not the right. same as the last record, mm-hmm. and it's different, and it's kind of got this whole, now there's this whole order of the tracks. They just kind of put out this <laughs> collector's edition. 
slightly cheesy, but at the same time, I'm like, I brilliant though. It's brilliant. Oh, what because are you emceeing like Escher? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Well done. Um, well done. So so yeah, shout out to to TDD, TDE and them just for making you know the the album interesting. You know he's right. his, it's an album album. It's, it's an, an album, album album. He's an album rapper. It's an album right. album. And these are full statements. I mean, you know, these days, I mean, you have to have five songs and five awesome albums. I mean, I'm sorry, five awesome videos. Right. And his videos are just fantastic. The I mean, Humble, are we serious? Humble yeah. came out of nowhere. Humble as a like, full project, at, yeah. including the video as well as everything else. Yeah. Ridiculous. Great ridiculous. statement. Yeah, True ridiculous. that. So, so does... Not to not to take it away, but no. Let's let's get to your list, Mister Mister Ma. Well, um, you know, sort of uh, my number three. Um, I went with non hip hop um, to your chagrin. Is <laughs> Thanks for um, the rules. is Thundercats album, and it kind of ties into um, uh, Kendrick. And uh, yes. you know, I like I like Thundercats um, sort of organic spiritual spiritual jazz vibe. Um, agree with Nate. That's a little too Frank Zappa. You know what I mean? A little bit too a little cheesy at points, but. I can I can discount those songs that were like a minute long. Um, I love the song "Lava Lamp." Um, sounds like something Pete Rock would have extracted and mm. obliterated mm. Um, because it's it's just so sparse but yet like uh, nuanced. Um, I love the cover art. Looks like Miles Davis is grimacing while he's in a pile of quicksand. You know things like that are striking, and uh, you know it also goes to this whole L.A. scene. They're killing it. You know what I mean? And so. The other thing with him that I really like that I think is a bit biased is that when I see him live, it's amazing, like on TV and whatnot. Yeah. It's kind of, it reminds, it makes me think of what Baby Huey would have been like, been like before he died. Oh. Just full of energy. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay. Singing in his sweats and not giving a fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> Straight up. Seriously. So that's my number three, Thundercats album. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm a little drunk. Um, <laughs> number two, um, concur with Nate I'm going with damn as well I mean and I think we've touched on it already but I mean the statement is the statement isn't within the songs the statement is that he's the best rapper alive you know and right. when when Andre 3000 is talking about how you intimidate him as an MC you're doing something right you know what I mean and I mean this is this is Andre who is I personally speaking probably top five Okay. So okay. those are the two. And All are right. we saving for the for No, the no, one? go go bring go. it drum big roll. reveal. Oh, drum big roll reveal. one, I know, and this this is sort of the um it goes with the theme of the night. It's gotta be four four four. Um it's the you know, it's the biggest mogul alive, um unpacking therapy, talking about yes. inter therapy rap. Right. <laughs> talking about intergenerational wealth, you know, his daughter starting school for black kids. Yeah. Um, you know, and like all Jay-Z, I think it's going to be revisited yeah. because it's so dense. It is a little bit marble rap, a little bit. You know, it sounds like he has marbles in his mouth sometimes, but like all his work, I think it's going to be revisited, especially in this era of streaming. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And uh, the soul, I mean, I don't think, I think Jay-Z is one of the rappers that sound absolutely best over soul samples. And yeah. so we talked about this already, but, you know, with no ID, it's kind of ridiculous. And also, I think it's an, another thing that at this point people haven't really um, fixated on are all the videos that accompany the, yeah, the, the songs. Are. They're great. They're, yeah. they're short films. Yeah, the They're not just a music video. Right, right. So things yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. when Rakim was talking about rapping about his gold watch in 1988 it was perhaps fiction but jay-z's having lunch with warren buffett right and that's real that's real that's real yeah <laughs> this is the document of that right yeah right okay okay so so some of some overlap there i'll i'll uh i'll second your emotion on uh drunk as an album thoroughly uh thoroughly enjoyed that album 
Um, didn't consider it a rap album. But, <laughs> right, right, but right. That's right, fine. Right. You color outside the lines, and that's what makes you you. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that album. I, I felt like how you know how could a bassist carry right. a, a seventeen track album, which was my my thing going in. By track two, I was like, oh, he's got it. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, ha- yeah. he has this really kind of original, um, kind of fresh perspective for right now on a. Yeah, it's a little goofy. It's it's a little it's a little silly. He I like out, that though. He brought out Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins. Yeah. It's, it's all. It's done. <laughs> yeah. It's done. Wrap it up. Put that song is cool. I love the four time ten inch format for the record collecting perspective. Uh-huh. Big okay. fan of the ten inch record. The fact that he leaned into that. With kind of the box set is cool. Mm. The cover art's great. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I think he's a great bass player. I didn't love it as an album. I'm yeah. just going to be the Ebert on this no, one. No, no, I hear you. Of, uh, just, I can't go there. I just thought it was too goofy. I It wasn't working for me as R&B or jazz. Okay. Or pop. It's like, what Definitely is not pop. And it might be. I listen to it at work. Um, mm. I have an office job. I have a lot of music listening time. But I'm usually doing a spreadsheet or kind of like research on civic projects so <laughs> it's not always the best time to encounter a weird no out left field record okay. Okay. so I'll, I'll give you guys that i will definitely revisit with such high marks from my respected peers but <laughs> okay. it, it wasn't really working for me as an album i can see that i mean i i, mu- I must say i admittedly that's typically not the album i'm i like that much yeah, you know what totally. i mean I was where, surprised. where it makes you you know you have to give it effort you do you know yeah totally. usually if it doesn't strike me next yeah <laughs> so with this it's like okay okay it's too big right no exactly <laughs> exactly okay okay um here are my top three rap albums <laughs> that that i did um starting off again the kind of beating a dead horse but 444 that's number three? Um, that's number three. Okay. Yeah, number three is 444. Um, the headline is kind of the tabloidy stuff about about him and uh, him and his wife. But at the same time, there's it's this kind of intimate portrait. You know, the guy who was invincible is now kind of like, oh, right, right. I'm hurting. I, I fucked right, up. I fucked right. up my marriage. Right. Like, there's no is kind of precedent. Is being baller enough to cheat on Beyonce really hurting? <laughs> That is, that is, that yeah, there. that is a deep philosophical. He, he needs but, to seem hurt, but, <laughs> but who he was came, hurt in this scenario? He came, he came with this kind of, uh, he showed you a layer that he doesn't usually show. So that's number one. But actually, I think the, the, the real kind of deeper underpinnings of it are this kind of, uh, black capitalism mm-hmm. right stuff right that he was kicking that was generational kind of wealth yeah this real undertone of like um here's how we're going to close the fucking wealth gap right mm-hmm. you know what right, I mean? Which, right when you put those two things together obviously um no id's production um was a perfect sound palette what i love about this album is it's an amazing album and there's no deep bass. There's none of the things that kind of are these signature things that I mm-hmm. usually want to get from an album. That's a great point. Um, so I, I, I loved it. Best uh, album by a 47-year-old rapper. Ever. Ever. Not even close. Ever. Ever. Not, not a huge category, but like he smoked Kumo D or whoever. Chuck D. Chuck D, whoever, whoever did that. Um, Chuck number, D minus. That's David Ma. Oh, I know. Something. Jesus. Uh, number two is uh more life drake um drake is a writer of punchlines and he is a punchline i i give it anybody who's like you know any joke you make about him is is relevant 
I think he deserves all the praise and all the ridicule he gets. He is that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is that guy. But More Life as an album, which is 19 tracks, just wonderfully curated. Okay. So he's got he's got trap on there for you. He's got his particular brand of trap, which I love because he never goes to this point of, I was selling keys. Right. We all he, know he's yeah, not. Right. Yeah, right, but right. he never he never puts that out, and that's what I love about his stuff. He's right. kind of like this, it's, it's, it's narcissism rap. Totally, it's really totally. deep, like my life is so effing important and listen to me kind of pick apart my life but he never crosses this line into being like he's rick ross or right. you know he's jay-z right. he yeah. never right he never goes to this thing of like his I was fictional characters keys. like an improv comedian not a drug dealer right, right. Drug dealer. right. more right relatable he, for but, someone but like at me. some somehow he can still exist in those spaces right. and right. not be eaten alive on a track by Two chains or Quavo, or, right? Or right, whoever's right. there. Sure, good point. So, good so point. Good he's point. got those. He's got these really well-produced house joints. Yeah, he's got this Caribbean vibe, which is you know we know he's not from the Caribbean. He's he kind of he builds in kind of the English rap scene into what he's doing. So there, it's like this gumbo of a lot of different things. And he called you know, it a mixtape, right? He he, he a called playlist. it a, he called it a curated playlist. Yeah, because he fancy. Very interesting. Uh, uh, <laughs> very, uh, but yeah, and he you know exactly, call it what you want. Yeah. He, he he brings out Georgia Smith, who's an amazing uh, singer from the UK. Um, his taste and beats, his approach to the music is I think is fantastic. And also, there's a corniness. I always go yeah. like, he's the hip hop Rod Stewart. He's the <laughs> he's the Barry Manilow of hip hop. Yeah, and Rod yeah. Stewart and Barry Manilow can sing. No, right. totally, totally. But and yeah. he embraces that role. Too. He he really does. Yeah. And he they encapsulated their times in right. the way that Drake is encapsulating ours. It, it's, right. it's, That's a really it, good point. Yeah. So he's he's kind of he owns that. Like right. He, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and there's and there's all and he's such a polarizing figure. Right. Right. But I will say this: of all the albums mentioned. It's the one you could actually play in front of women. So I will, I will, uh, I will champion this. That's as, a thing. That's uh, that's true. There's yeah, something to be said for that, dude. You need there's to find something some to be that bridge gaps. That that right. bridge the gap. So that's my number two. Um, my number one is Drumroll, uh, Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator. Right. Um, it to me feels like it's it's part of this la wonderfulness that was okay. the, that was the internet's record that was drunk that yeah. even to pimple yeah. butterfly had some of these totally this really like mesmerizing hazy afternoon mm -hmm. vibe right i call this album like it's the best album the far side never made oh like, it's so the hooks are so catchy everything's so melodic okay. Um, very melodic for sure by far his most melodic and and it kind of juxtaposes with his you know his baritone grumble mm -hmm. stuff that he's doing yeah the troll under the bridge yeah and he, but he throws you a couple you know he's got um, uh, who that boy with 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 ASAP that's that's amazing that's kind of the throwback to his earlier odd future stuff but it's it's just these great very durable album you come back to it it's very chill um you know, yeah, he's not killing people. Like, you know right. what I mean? It's kind of like this right. this maturation where, like, oh, he's kind of trying to make this full music album. Um, and I it's just I love the, musical. It's yeah. a whole different palette for him. And I love I just love that ev evolution because you sure. know, you, you sure. take a guy like sure. Sweatshirt, amazing MC. I can't listen to that for seventeen tracks. Right. Um, even Tyler's Password. I'm like, this is just too goofy and sporadic good song here weird mm -hmm. skit yeah um so he just sat down and, and made a great piece of music and it was very durable 
And just to check, I went back to my kind of Google Play stats, and this was the album. That okay. I okay. literally That's the played right the, okay. most. the most. Yeah, so, uh, Have you heard it played backwards, though? <laughs> collectors. <laughs> the collector's edition. Nate, you hate Drake. Why? It's not that I hate Drake. Right. I like Drake as an SNL host. I think he really encapsulates our times well. He's kind of a culture vulture. He's kind of a Madonna. Yeah. He's jumping on what's hot, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. that's a skill. Yeah, right, um, we need right, our curators, we right. need our filters, we need our kind of people to lead us. Good catch. Um, <laughs> I think Drake is corny, and I don't bump his music at home, and okay. that that's different for me. Is this the album with fake love on it? Yeah. So I don't like songs about how people like are too nice to you. I don't think that's like a big that I need to spend my three minutes dealing with. I, that's every time that song came on the radio, I do this thing to my wife where I'm like, yeah, he's complaining about how people are like kind of blowing smoke up his ass. <laughs> oh, sorry. So um, I just find him corny, which you threw out there as like a everyone's going to have that issue. Right, right. Um, th- my main problem with Drake is I like him better as a singer than as a rap. I like really kind of propulsive lyrical rap that's right. a little bit ahead of the beat because right. the dude is so fucking right. energized right. that he can't wait to get yeah. the next bar out totally. and that's not Drake and he makes it's not yeah. who Drake's trying to be totally, and that's totally. what I like is fucking lyrics and his fucking lyrics are punchlines and weird jokes and like kind of like self-deprecating like banter mm-hmm. but like for lyric ass lyric lyrics yeah that, yeah i'm yeah. not getting it from him so generally speaking i'm not a big drake fan but i i get why he's important Mm, yeah okay totally totally agreed i mean especially when it comes to the culture vulture aspect um it does take skill and i think he does it well and i think he wears it well with with drake for me i feel like when he's not a rapper he's doing rap he's not a singer he's doing singing right you know what i mean and he does it all well and at that echelon it's great but it lacks this sort of authenticity and sort of the same way like you were saying with the rapper who's ahead of the beat um, Drake is never ahead of the beat. You know what I mean? You, you I want to play catch up. I want to. I want to catch up with Doom's right. punchline. Right. Drake never. You, but then I again, I mean, what he said. His music is not for the rewinders, though. Yeah. You know. So yeah. I, I at a distance give him props, but when Drake certainly not for me. Makes a disco album along the lines of just hold on, we're going home. I'm gonna be there for it. Yeah. See. Right. I think that's that sounds interesting. Yeah. That to sounds me, interesting. That's, that's Drake. Okay. Right. That's who Drake right. will end up right. being. Right. Interesting. You gotta get rapping out of your system when you're young. Yeah. There's not that many huh. people. Forty-seven year old Jay Z. Yeah. He, he will True. be. He will go down as a singer. Yeah. I think when it's all said. But then I mean, if, if he can make a rap song that people love and bump in the clubs, you know, yeah. all power to him. More yeah. power to him. I mean, he's at that echelon. You know, where he, we're talking about stadium rap, but he can be a stadium singer. Yeah. He can be a stadium. I, I completely agree with actor. That. He can. Be, you know. He uh, he actually, what I think is amazing, and it's interesting that you guys put the singer thing first. He won a Grammy for his disc record about Meek Mill. Right. Which that was a great track. With, That's a good song, though. Within dude. the I pantheon like of disc records, effing amazing. Oh, yeah, like, the yeah. Twitter fingers line? Yeah. Come on, So dude. So it's, it's kind of like this thing where it's interesting that you guys say that because I go, I tolerate the singing. Interesting. Mm. I tolerate. I, mm. I, I come for the rapping. Mm. I, I tolerate the singing. I, I'm like, okay, this, mm. isn't, this isn't bad, but yeah. this is not what I'm... I'm not here to hear you crewing about flying right. girls out from Miami and how right. that plays in your psyche. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's interesting. So I, I come for the rap I, and I think... Uh, but that's not on this record, right? That's a Lucy? Yeah. The Meek Mill song? Those weren't... Those no, 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 no. YouTube no, no. Th- songs they were just or whatever out there. you call that yeah. these days. Yeah, he, okay. was just, he was just out there. But it's just... If you include that in the body of work, he had a great year and he 
this is our last episode, but we touched on the Grammys. He's one of those folks who took the position to not submit to the Grammys. Oh, is that right? Yes. He decided, I think, because he thinks of it as a playlist or a mixtape or whatever, and to kind of like shed light on the ridiculousness of the Grammys to not submit this particular project more Funny. like for the yeah. Grammys. That's so. actual props though. I like that. In I like way, that. It's to be no admired. Shit. And also it's You're like big enough to avoid the right, right, right. More power. You're positioning yourself to be above that dude. Yeah. You He's know? like I'm I'm above a Grammy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then I'm gonna sing it and then I'm gonna rap it. He can and then have I'm gonna Grammy if he wants one. He doesn't have to have one. He right, leaves it for everybody right. else. That's, oh my goodness. That's some I'm, I'm honestly, I'm honestly concerned hegemony. about uh, the influx of Canadians. I think America, we've really, we really got to step our game up. Yeah, they certainly have the better president. Yeah. Um, all right. With that, oh, uh, sad. we will land this plane. The the 2017. Um, albums of the year. We hope that you've enjoyed the Dad Bod Rap Pod. I think by the metric of kind of algebra. 444 is our album of the year, right? It's got to be. Collectively. It's got to be. It's got to be. Is there a more dad rap? Right. He's a freaking dad. He literally has a a dad bod. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Jay-Z. He was was a sucker for this this panel. Uh, But I mean, this could be his Martin Scorsese year, though, where people are just like, you know what? This is yours. Yeah. This entire year. Okay. Well, we... uh, we can agree on something, which is, which is <laughs> Just great. Just one thing. <laughs> yeah, we can agree on something, which is great. Our next podcast, uh, episode five, is going to be songs of the year, or as the Grammys would put it, song performance record of the year. <laughs> song collaborations. Song collaborations of the year. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our, our favorite uh, songs from this year um, and kind of what goes into the anatomy of a dope song. So. Check that out, episode five. If you have Twitter fingers, uh, follow us at Dad Bod Rap Pod with the the at sign in front. Um, and yeah, we appreciate you listening and wherever you you found this in the internet ether, go back there and and furrow for more uh, podcasts from the Dad Bod Squad. Hashtag DBRP. Peace. <laughs>